Welcome to the Journal Talk Podcast with Nathan Oren. Each episode, we bring you tips and tools for living with passion, clarity, and purpose. Nathan is a skilled workshop facilitator, business coach, public speaker, and co-author of the international best-selling book, The Soul of Success. Now, here's our host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Welcome back to Journal Talk. This is Nathan Oren. I say welcome back because you might not have been gone very long, but I was gone. I took a little break there. I had a bunch of stuff going on in my life, and uh, you may notice there's the rhythm of these uh, podcasts released every week uh, may have been interrupted here. Probably will happen again. There's just a lot going on. But I'm very excited to continue this project. I love meeting people. I love talking to people about their writing habits. I am working with a coach to morph, to transform my journal writing into publishable material. And it's quite an adventure. It's very uncomfortable for me. I'm bumping into a lot of interesting demons angels and demons. Uh, So I'm having fun with it. I wanted to say we're in part three. This episode is part three of a three-part series on fantasy journaling. We talk about fantasy journaling. Part one was an interesting look at a journal that I came across. And what opened up this topic was just learning about what I had written in a time long, long ago. I was just writing to be writing something, a fantasy of my own that I really wanted to, I think it was just, I wanted to live something. And putting a scene into a journal as if it had happened, as if it would had really come to pass. And when I was reading it, I was confused for a minute. Did this, wait a minute, this didn't happen. (laughs) And that opened up the topic of fantasy journaling. Episode two, part two of this fantasy journaling, we met a woman. I didn't have her on the interview. We tried several times, almost for several months, we tried scheduling her to come on. But I think she was probably facing a lot of challenges. And she uses journal writing as a fantasy in itself to keep alive a fantasy that would help propel her out of a very difficult living circumstance. And that was very powerful. I talked to Janet Wizawadi about that. And then the, today, we're going to hear from Anne Marvin. Anne Marvin has a website called Truth in Fantasy. You're going to learn a lot about her and what she does. She has a very interesting story and background, and she takes fantasy journaling in a slightly different angle, but still just as interesting, just as powerful. I hope you enjoy it. One quick shout out, because of all the changes going on and the schedule, I really want Journal Talk to continue. I want it to be powerful. If you would like to be a part of this, I am looking for someone who can help. It would be like a half breed of an administrative assistant and co-host of the show. So somebody who can help carry these shows forward as I am starting to wind down for a little while. There's a new chapter in my life. I hopefully have a book published at the beginning of next year. And so I need to just carve out some time and space and energy for that. But I don't want to pull away. I want this to continue. I have email management systems. I have a website that needs to be kept up. I have the blog posts that go along with it. I have top of the line 
contact management system, Infusionsoft, lead pages, and dozens of other tools. I'm willing to share to set up an account for you for free in those platforms to give you some space to learn and use them in exchange for the free access and learning all about how these would work for you. I would just want you to help me continue this and to keep on pumping out Journal Talk episodes. So that's my offer, sort of an administrative assistant slash co-host who would, instead of a paycheck, <laughs> consider that it would be an internship, a learning of how to how to reach people, how to do a podcast. I'll go through all the mechanics, everything about starting a podcast, getting it up and going. And you can do this on your own if this is something you think you'd want to try out. Thank you. Let, just let me know. Send an email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. And now let's uh, hear the interview with Anne Marvin on fantasy journaling, truth in fantasy. I'm here with Anne Marvin in the Journal Talk studio. I call it a studio, even though there's no such studio here. We're not, <laughs> we are connected by Skype, and I'm just feeling a little giddy and having a good time sitting here with Anne and a good conversation. Welcome to the show, Anne. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> me too. This is great. I want to sort of subtitle our talk today, uh, Truth and Fantasy, yes, of course, but I also, it's subtitled Nuclear Weapons Policy, Hang Gliding, and Knitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We can, we can subtitle it that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, Anne, tell us a little bit about your background and your site, truthinfantasy.com, and what that's all about. I would love to. Well, I was in government and as a government contractor. It's a very high-stress job. And I had lots of issues in my life. I ended up with a pretty serious eating disorder. And to mm. come out of that, I took up a number of different tools, but one of them was journaling. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I did it like my life depended on it in the beginning, because I think it did. And I poured, you know, everything out onto the page and it was also a way to organize my thoughts and process them. So writing is very important to me. Journaling is very important to me. And when I was looking to transition away from the nuclear weapons policy work into the next chapter of my life, I ended up journaling through a workbook, which is something I do when I need to make a change. And mm. this workbook was uh, Danielle Laporte's Firestarter Sessions. Do you know it? I'm not familiar with that. Tell us a little bit about that. It sounds like uh, an interesting exercise. It, it really is. She's written two books. Uh, the Firestarter Sessions is the first one. The second one is called The Desire Map. And she's focused... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of her Desire Map now that you put that term on it. Yes. Well, interestingly, she's clearly focusing on the Desire Map, and it's sort of the core element of her offerings, I actually think the Firestarter Sessions is a better product mm. and more useful to me. And the whole idea is what lights your fire? You know, what inspires you? What makes you excited? And I think for a lot of people, and I think the success of Daniel Laporte demonstrates this, that's a really hard question. Mm -hmm. We don't know what inspires us. We don't know what lights our fire. I mean, we do, but it's covered up by so much crap 
that we don't. Yeah, or things that we think light our fire. And geez, does it ever change? It seems like there's seasons of different things that light my fire. Absolutely. I agree with that. For me, it was an exercise in uncovering what I really wanted and what excited me. And then what ended up happening was I realized that something I really, really love to do is I love to read vampire novels. I mean, it sounds silly, but that's what I really love to do. <laughs> it doesn't sound silly when there's millions of people around the world agreeing with you. <laughs> well, you know, and I used to say I went to Columbia University and I got three degrees so I could read People magazine with impunity. And now, <laughs> and now I say I did that so that I can read my vampire porn with impunity. So, so anyway... That is something that inspires me. I give a lot of thought to these books. It's more than just escapism for me. And so what I decided to do was sort of put together my passion for vampire novels and paranormal fantasy with my tendency to process and then to share what I'm thinking with the world. Some might call it a soapbox fetish. but mm. <laughs> So that, like the internalizing and the pulling layers of meaning... Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And basically, I like to say that truth and fantasy is about deep thoughts I've had while reading vampire porn. So. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And it sounds very playful. You know, and there's also fantasy, fantasy, you know, sci fi fantasy, and what do you call unicorns and elves fantasy? That's the paranormal fantasy. Okay. I like both. I prefer the paranormal stuff. You know, interestingly, the stuff in pure science fiction fantasy, I have a really hard time with the names. Don't laugh. (laughs) I mean, just keeping the names because they made up names and they've made up places, and it's just a lot to keep track of. So. Blame Star Wars. Star Wars started with Dagobah and places yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well, you know, I think that uh, I do like some science fiction fantasy, and I've read some of the best, but uh, my heart really beats for the paranormal stuff. Do you think this is a common thing? A person with a background in nuclear weapons policy with the federal government also reads about unicorns and elves. Is that normal, or is that is, do you think that's odd? I have never pretended to be normal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are there other nuclear weapons people just like you or, you know, highly trained government, top secret? You know, I think of that as being very serious work, you know, a lot of strategy with big consequences. I want people that are like, you know, uh, engineer nerds to be doing that. (laughs) Well, and, and there are engineer nerds. I'm a policy nerd. And there are a few others like me. I have one woman I used to work with who also liked these kinds of books. But, um, you know, everybody needs to, you know, people who deal with very serious issues that have big consequences, they need to turn it off sometimes. That's true. Give it a rest. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Exercise another part of the brain. Yes. And also, you know, the work that I did really, you spend a lot of time sort of contemplating Armageddon. Mm. And it's kind of nice to not think about that sometimes and to think about a world that has sexy vampires and dragon warriors and elves and unicorns, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it allowed, it was something that allowed my brain to turn off 
the parts that I used in my job and turn on a more creative, playful side to my thoughts and then give me a place to process that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what the blog does. Yeah, give us an idea of the blog. So maybe one of your most recent uh, favorite articles that you've uh, posted or musings, a book that you've read that had some juicy meaning for you. Give us a, a sample. Well, I'll tell you about the one I published on Thursday night. I had read the latest installment in a series called Dragonkin about an extended shape-shifting dragon family. Okay. The series is by G.A. Aiken. I, I think that's the definition of fantasy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, one of the main characteristics of her dragons is they're all horribly arrogant. And so I wrote a piece called The High price of hubris. Mm. I spent some time in the blog contemplating the concepts of arrogance versus humility, humility versus humiliation, arrogance versus confidence. And I used my what was going on in my own life, you know, to sort of highlight that. And in this particular case, talking about a situation that I've been facing recently as a parent, and my overblown pride and thinking what a great job I was doing only mm. short by reality. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of thing that I would write about. So you're reading about a character and the rich, juicy details of uh, this, the, or characters uh, in a novel completely apart from reality. And you've made the connection to your own life it's helped you to reflect on what's happening for you and is a certain strategy working for you in, in your relationships and, and, in, and just in your goings about. That's exactly right. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, and, I, and arrogance, great example. I think everybody can appreciate and relate to that. I think so, too. <laughs> what have been some of the, the most, I want to say, life-changing or game-changing realizations for you? Well, one of the things that I really love about the paranormal stuff is that it gives me an opportunity to really explore humanity, mortality. What does it mean to be human versus, say, be a dragon shapeshifter or a vampire? Mm. What does it mean that we're going to die and we're going to grow old and maybe sick, unlike these immortal characters who don't have any of those problems? Mm. So I spend a lot of time in my blog processing all of that. I turned 50 in June. And so these concepts are in the forefront of my mind as mm, I contemplate mm. the, you know, the back end, I'm going down the hill, I'm not going up anymore. So mm. that's, um, you got a ways to go. Don't worry. Well, but <laughs> I'm hoping for, well, it. I hope so too. But you know, these are very, being able to confront my fears and my denial about you know, about life and processing all of that through the structure that I've created for myself in this blog mm. and then sharing it. You know, this is a very vulnerable thing I'm doing. I'm sharing very personal thoughts in a very public setting. Mm-hmm. And on the about page on my website, it says, you know, that this was a big leap. This is being intimate with strangers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a public blog. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you're posting this, yeah, for everybody. Are there journal entries that are truly journal entries that are just yours, that uh, your own musings and reflections for your eyes only? I do that in a different place. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I keep a separate journal. Mm-hmm. And that is less structured. It's I would say I do three kinds of journaling. The um, public journaling that I do through my blog. Mm-hmm. And I type that. And actually, I compose my blogs on my iPhone with my thumbs. Wow, but, wow. But I, <laughs> and, then, um, and then I'll edit them on my computer, obviously, at a, at a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Polish it up, uh-huh. ready and for... And then I have um, my journal that I handwrite. Now, that is undirected. That's just me writing. And I tend to throw those out. And then the third kind is the directed journaling that I spoke about before using something like the Danielle Laporte. Fire uh, yeah, Center yeah. Or Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Way. Yep, yep. Yep. And uh, actually, I just discovered a new one by Tony Hartman, which is um, a 52 week exploration of the self through the chakras, which is, again, a little out there, but I like that stuff. So um, (laughs) I just started that this morning. Nice, nice. Well, I would be interested in the links to that. I'll share with the listeners about that so they get a sense of what's uh, another path. There's always so many people looking for a slightly different version, a slightly different path. There's so many things out there. And I think your blog also is a path in some way for people who want to explore their fantasy. Can we take a break really fast? And when we come back, I would love to ask for some kind of activity or a prompt that people can actually try out to give fantasy journaling a a whirl. Okay. All right, super. We'll be right back with Anne Marvin. Truth in Fantasy. This is Journal Talk with Nathan Oren. Will you be celebrating a birthday or anniversary? Getting married or ready for retirement? You can honor and deepen your experience of important milestones and periods of transition through journaling. Get a free five-day course, including an audio workbook and daily journal prompts at www.easyjournaling.com forward slash transition. Learn to access your inner guidance system through important life decisions. Experience support and comfort during difficult periods of stress, grief, or loss. Journaling Through Transition is a course designed to help you tap into inner wisdom and peace during life's ups and downs. Register for free at easyjournaling.com slash transition. And now back to more Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren with Journal Talk and the Penzu Podcast, and I'm here with Anne Marvin with Truth in Fantasy, a blog online talking about, well, it's her musings. It's really a public journal talking about uh, life through the lens of uh, things that are not life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) How do you describe it? When people ask you, what do you blog about? What is your 10-second elevator pitch? Well, I think I mentioned it already. I say I share my deep thoughts that I've had while reading vampire porn. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> yes, I like that. Very good. Anne, would you give us some give us something to try out? What could we do? People who might want to experiment with this. I know I'm a person that sits down and I write about my day. I write about things that have actually happened. I write about people and relationships, and I don't really refer to my fantasies too much, although I've done it in the past. But give us something to chew on. What could we try out? What tips would you have for us? 
Well, I would say that accessing our fantasies or our sort of deeper unconscious, the way I like to do that, and I've done it for a long time, is I will pick up a piece of reading. Now, I am personally using these fantasy novels to do it, but you could actually pick up anything and read for five to seven minutes and just see what kind of jumps out at the page at you. Usually it's a sentence Mm. or a concept that will rise to the top of your mind. And then I write about that. Sometimes I will write the sentence that jumped out at me at the top of my journal page and then proceed to sort of freehand it from there. Mm. But I find that if I just I can basically pick up anything. Something will jump out at me in that moment on that day that I need to think about, ponder, chew on, reflect on. And um, that is going to help me, you know, get my journaling started. That's Mm -hmm. how I. So it starts off with just use it as a prompt, really. Have yourself prompted by interaction between two characters in a novel or some piece of dialogue or some description of a foreign planet. (laughs) Exactly. And my feeling on that is that if it jumps out at us, it's touching something inside. It's inspiring us. Fantasy for me is, it's the stuff we don't necessarily look at because we don't think it's real. And it is real. It's part of us. It's what comes up from us, from our unconscious Mm. to the top of our conscious mind. And so this is a way of accessing that. Mm. Wow. Interesting concept there. Fantasies are real. And they can be made manifest, perhaps not as unicorns and elves, but, you know, a unicorn is a rare and precious being that has magical properties. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. I know some of those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you are one of them. Oh, thank you. Sweet. <laughs> <Back> <laughs> Very nice. I love it. I would say, so how can people reach you or read more examples uh, of this uh, technique that you use? I would love for you all to visit my website at truthinfantasy.com. My email is truthinfantasyblog at gmail.com. And if you read something and then leave a comment, I would be extremely grateful for that. Very nice. Yes, comments on blogs are a lot of fun, and uh, the interaction is great. And if you'd like to reach out and let Anne know you heard her here on Journal Talk and were inspired by this methodology, that would be great. Let her know you heard her and... Good luck to you, Anne. This sounds wonderful. I'd love to check back in. I'm going to give this a try tonight in my journal. I'm going to, you know, I just thought while while you were talking that the, you know, for people who don't like to read so much, I've got people who are too busy to read. They get the books on tape. That would work. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be reading or movies. How many of us go to movies now that we're talking about, I've done this. You know, you go to a movie and it's uh, about the mission to Mars or, you know, whatever. You come back and you write an interesting, like, what did that provoke for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that all of those are great things to do. I actually always have a book on my Kindle and an audio book going at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And thank you so much for the time and the visit. This has been a a very, I would call it a magical 
discussion. <laughs> Interesting slice on uh, looking at our journal writing. I appreciate uh, your words and what you're doing. Is there anything else you'd like the uh, listening audience to consider? I think the last thing I want to say is that the way we can make fantasy reality is by putting some action around it. Mm. I think that's a really important thought here. And that's what I did with my blog. I had a fantasy about engaging and doing something productive, constructive with my reading and putting myself out there a little bit. And I took some action around it. Mm. And now Mm. now it's a thing. It's not just in my head. Yes. Oh, I really appreciate that because it reveals for me that fantasies aren't just about staying in your head. It's about getting out in the world and making a difference and using those insights to create and to cause something uh, valuable in our society. Thank you for that. That's a really great reminder. Thanks. Well, it's been a real pleasure. I'm honored to be here and to have been asked, and I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Same here, and Take care. Good luck. Thanks. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da-da-da.